Dandine trying to settle things down. On the wing it goes, the Leafs with the two and one in, and goes to Beth, to Tavares, he scores! What a strange turn of events. Three odd man rushes and the Leafs finally score. Walking out of Winnipeg with an eight-point lead in the North Division standings, the Leafs smother the Jets 4-1, brought to you in beautiful podcast form. This is Leafs Nation postgame alongside Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow along on Twitter. The Maple Leafs scored, improving to 6-3-0 on the season against the Winnipeg Jets. By far, I think, one of the most complete efforts of the season thus far. Uh, Nick, I talked about statement games, and I thought to a degree they had one the other night. But this really was a statement game by the Toronto Maple Police. Absolutely was. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, we're kind of counting down the push to the playoffs. It looks now, well, I know Calgary won last night, but, you know, with the four teams are set, how is it going to happen? I, th- I, I really believe the Winnipeg Jets, Toronto Maple Police will meet in the final for the Scotia North Division. So uh, if you're doing that, I thought that was a nice way the Leafs played tonight for sure. No doubt about that, and I, I'm just wondering, following this game, um, you know what Nikolai Ehlers said or did to Joe Thornton. We sort of saw what he did, uh, but we haven't seen Joe Thornton that annoyed with somebody in a long, long time. Maybe dating to back to Nazem Kadri back in the day. Yeah, and there's probably still some beard hair on the ice there. From, <laughs> but you know, Nick, you you and guys like Sam are a little bit too young to remember the Broad Street Bullies in their heyday. And yeah. all of a sudden, what what happened here? The Leafs became the Broad Street Bullies, according to Winnipeg. And actually, I'm glad Paul Maurice kind of doused it a bit. Because last game, like, you don't like to see anyone hurt. That That's what you don't like to see. So, yeah. Gel- Gelchenyuk is the modern-day Dave Schultz, like serious, you know. And Thornton got fined and on and on and on. So then, tonight, it like, it was weird. They went at Gelchenyuk early, you know. And, and then, Thornton, like, like, hey, Thornton being pissed off, I'll take it any night. Nick Ehlers, piss him off more because this was a great Joe Thornton game. I don't understand it because he's kind of the unflappable Joe Thornton normally and, you know, whatever. But, man, you know, and it worked to the Leafs' advantage. But he got into Joe Thornton's wheelhouse and something was going on there. And and that was a great storyline throughout tonight, Nick. Yeah, and most importantly, as you mentioned, I think this team played with snarl. They played with, you know, physical nature, you know, urgency, um, you know, I think all those buzzwords, like I like the pace they played with, uh, there was purpose in their game and it's great to see again, we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks, especially in this spoon, if you want to call it that for the May police, but I think they really, really brought it in this game. I was really, really impressed with their effort. We saw Mark Shifley get benched in the second period, but it never really felt like Winnipeg had a shot to win this hockey game. Yeah. It felt like John Tortorella took over the second period through Winnipeg coach or something, <laughs> but but and and let's give Jack Campbell full props because you're yeah. right. This was like if if you and myself, Sam McKee, talked before the game, you know, what would you like to see from the Toronto Maple Police? I would say 60 minutes later, later, this is exactly what I want to see from the Toronto Maple Police. There were so many, so many. I mean, aside the goal against, which was kind of a faux pas thing, there were so many positives in tonight's game. A little bit of bite, a little bit of intensity. That's going to come into the playoffs. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, there's no question about that. You have to be thrilled with the play of this Maple Leafs team. It, it just can't believe it's like four days removed from another embarrassing loss in Vancouver. But to beat a team like Winnipeg twice in a row, I think, is great as we move forward here to the Stanley Cup playoffs. What is not great is is 
the power play, I think they made some strides tonight. They actually had some puck possession, but there's no consolation prizes in this league. They don't give out the ESO medals from back in the day in minor hockey, Gord. They were uh, <laughs> 0 for 4 tonight. And lastly, in the third period, we saw Rasmus Sandin running PP1. Your thoughts? Okay, so you're right. You're right. It, let's not give any kind of participant ribbons about it. But I did like more what I saw in a power play. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if you're a really good power play, you score. And they didn't. Um, what, what a storyline, Rasmus Sandin. Like, so as the Leafs for the Broad Street Bullies, he got he got brought into it. He did the Peter Forsberg, Cronwall, Yager type hit That's on Wheeler. I yeah. loved it. I said, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I love this. Like, seriously, like, like, like to have that in your repertoire, the old butt back, whatever it may be. And because it, it was part of this Broad Street Bullies, Leafs narrative, whatever that was out there. And, and anyway, I, I love that part of it. But but yeah, you're you're to have them on the last power play shows you're trying different things. They're not desperate. There, there's no desperation when you're in first place. You're not desperate. The power cool. play. Wh- yeah. What the hell's going on, Nick? Like seriously. Yeah, it, like, it's like what the hell's going on? It really is one of like they can't even gain the zone. They had possession tonight. I think Connor Hellebuck was a great story on a couple of those power play opportunities in the second period. But I was just going to add to that. Uh, We often talk about the physical nature of the game, and I think the turnover in this roster, we've seen that the last little while, how contagious it truly is when guys start to play heavy. Rasmus Sandin, a perfect indication of that, not really known for his physical physical game, but you see guys like Thornton bumping around. I thought Nick Foligno had a really, really strong physical game. He was much better tonight than he was in his debut, and he'll only get stronger as the games go on. But I honestly feel that style of play is contagious and something you want to bring come playoff time, Gord. Yeah. And you're bang on about Nick Foligno, bang on. And the weird part is about Nassim Kadri in the playoffs, like the second, you know, two years in a row, like the exits that are so inexcusable. And I love mm-hmm. Nassim. And the second one was, the hit was, was it Jake DeBrusque? I think it was. But anyway, it was on Mitch Marner. He was fine. He was fine. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, like. Like, God love Naz, but he didn't have to jump in on that part. And that's what you want from, first of all, a lot of people might be wondering, hey, Rasmus Sandin, what's he like? How's he going to fend in the playoffs? How's he like the physical thing? He pulled he pulled a 180. Like, like that's a great move. You're going, holy crap. You kidding me? This guy is that. That's a really, that elite players have that kind of move. And and I, I think Kevin BX articulated it great in the first intermission. Blake Wheeler had no like their scouting report did not say Rasmus Sandin <laughs> would do that. Okay, as as he said, there's a bunch of other D he would not have done the one arm bend in tuck and and good on it. I loved it. Simply put, there were so many encouraging signs from this game, but uh, you know you could feel the wrath of of Leafs Twitter. I know you have your pulse on it. I certainly do. Uh, how many people out there are, are penciling in Rasmus Sandin in the top four? Not not only uh, going into the playoffs, maybe in a top six look, but going into next season. I know it's one game. Uh, he he looked good the other night as well. Uh, but certainly, as you get set for the expansion draft and Seattle following this season. I think it's my expectation, at least, it's likely going to be Hall or or Dermott that potentially go to the Kraken. I think the emergence, it, it's a perfect time for the emergence of a guy like Rasmus Sandin, Gord. No, Nick, absolutely. And and I know, t- I, like Timothy Lilligren, talking to scouts, I haven't seen him a ton. I've seen him. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a bit more of a work in progress. But th- what I mean is they're first-round picks. So 
if, if like if if you uh, trust your scouting staff, which you do, uh, if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, then like let's see what these guys can do. Like why else would you drive them, draft them in the first round, even though it's later in the first round? So, hundred percent, hundred percent, and you can't over worry about yeah, like over worry about the expansion draft cost about what five or six teams to get screwed in trades with George McPhee mm-hmm. that. I'm sure when I'm sure Ron Francis is done. He calls anyone now. They go, Ron, no deal. Just pick a player. Thank you. Bye. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Bottom line, you just got to win right now. And I think you're so bang on with that. And I'm very intrigued to see that process break down. But again, we got a playoff to play. And the Maple Leafs feeling really, really good about life, which is great to see. One more game remaining on this five-game road trip against Montreal. I think, honestly, Gord, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, it's the perfect storm. Toronto plays Montreal a lot down the stretch, and they could actually play a factor in Montreal's aspirations of making the Stanley Cup playoffs. You want to talk about vulnerable teams right now? It's the Montreal Canadiens personified. They lose back-to-back here against the Calgary Flames. They can't recall Cole Caulfield. Carey Price is out. The stars are aligning, and I think, uh, you know, as a Leafs supporter, nothing would be sweeter than, than you know, finding a way to, to make Montreal feel it. You know what I mean? Well, I do. So... Here's a two-pronged team thing to this, and you're 100% right. Like, um, so you eliminate Montreal, which actually I think historically we, we all would love to see. Then you take on Calgary. Like, is that better? So Calgary getting their act together. So I'll give you, I'm sorry, I don't mean to bring up, you know, GTHL things, but with beloved son Justin, but your buddy here, El Gordo, coaching North Toronto one mm-hmm. year, I can't remember the year, and uh, at the end of the season, let me get this right. I don't know, whatever it would be. But the point being is this other team be- tied us. So they went crazy like they won the Stanley Cup. Or, no, sorry, they beat us. Yeah. So we couldn't tie at the end, last regular season game. And so, so we didn't come first. But the point I said after was, well, we got to play them. And, I, I okay, these are nine-year-old kids. I'm putting this in context. But, I mean – so they're celebrating. They won the Stanley Cup. They're celebrating because us, North Toronto, uh, uh, gets supplanted by York Mills for first overall. I get nauseated when people talk about their kids' hockey and I'm doing this. But the <laughs> point I'm saying is that I just said to nine-year-old kids that, okay, we get to play the guys that are celebrating now and, and whatever. And we kick their ass, right? And and so I'm, I, I just mean it's, so it's a funny animal that at the end of the season – We'll be talking, hey, Nick Gord, Leafs are playing Calgary Flames because the Montreal lost three times to Toronto. In that, And then Calgary kicks the Leafs' ass. Yeah. And you kind of go, well, geez, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So anyway, so you're at 100% accurate. I, uh, a long-winded story, way too much. But <laughs> I anyway, that. who cares? We got time. No, I'm with you. Uh, we're in podcast form. We can we can go for three hours if you wanted to, Gord. Uh, let, let's let's go a bit here on John Tavares because again, I I don't I honestly feel like even in his good times he doesn't get enough praise. To be the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs is a very tough tough gig, but he has really really turned things on in the last three to four weeks. An eight game point streak. He has 16 points in the last 11. And along those lines as well, his line mate, Willie Nylander, has really, really stepped up. That was a great breakout, uh, as you mentioned, by Rasmus Sandin, um, feeding Nylander for the two-on-one, and Tavares made no mistake. He's been outstanding, Gord. So your number one overall pick, your captain <laughs> of the Toronto Maple Leafs, how can you get voted most underrated player? But I, I honestly, you're right. Nick, yeah. I would, you and I would clamor for 
John Tavares being most underrated player in the NHL right now. Like, because he does, like, it's funny. He does not have the same speed as some of the other guys. He's killing it. He's absolutely killing it. And, and he's taking a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. Jeez, he got another cheap shot tonight, whatever. And and uh, 100% right. And again, I really believe it's going to be the depth forward line, and that means John Tavares. Like, John Tavares, like, how can you be the greatest player in New York Ireland or history after they won four Stanley Cups, come to Toronto and accept being a second-line center, basically, right? And and he did, and he did, and 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 that's and that's what the Maple Leafs have in their pocket in the playoffs. Yes, they do. Again, the Maple Leafs uh, win at this one four one the final here against the Winnipeg Jets, and we also look ahead to um, the next game against the Montreal Canadiens, of course, for the Maple Leafs team and. 30-13-5 now on the season after 25 saves for Jack Campbell in this one. But, uh, you know, another guy who made his return after missing one who I thought was really dialed in in this game uh, was Ilya Mikheyev. Was that not so Mikheyev to have an empty netter and hit the post? I know he ends up getting the assist, feeding Kerfoot into the empty net, but that's a season in a nutshell for, for Mikheyev, is it not? I love that. That's a great phrase, Nick. So Mikheyev. So Mikheyev. And, and um He's going to have to finish more, you're right, with or without a goaltender. But I was pleased to see he was back in the lineup, and you're right. It was a pretty effective game by him. It was. And uh, speaking of effective, again, Jack Campbell, uh, 25 saves. It'll be intriguing to see who the Montreal Canadiens start in between the pipes, uh, you know, coming up on Wednesday night for the Montreal Canadiens, uh, given everything the Habs have gone through. Uh, Caden Primo starting in that loss to Calgary on Saturday uh, but I think you look at Jack Campbell, this is really, really encouraging, Gord. You know, a couple games stringing it together, beating a team you're likely to play potentially in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think uh, I sort of lost in my mind the last couple weeks where Campbell was struggling. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, but this is a very, very positive development as well. Among the other great positives out of this uh, 4-1 victory here is the play of Jack Campbell. I thought he was really, really good in this game. Yeah, and, and Nick, you're the king of social media. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm like a pawn. But I mean, like Montreal Canadian fans, like they go, Oh, we're screwed. We're, like they feel they have to call Gump Worsley to play goal. And it's, sadly he's passed away. I gotta pass that on to him. I really I got to know yeah. Gumper. I love Gumper. But anyway, you know, and, and 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 in Jack Campbell's case, last game, I think against Vancouver, we we weren't doing kid gloves, but we kind of said that he, you know, because there were two sloppy goals early to tie it up. And then Jack Campbell made uh, the good enough saves when you had to, right? He, he wasn't the story of the game, but he did. Tonight, I thought he was awesome. I thought he was awesome. I thought, I, you know, again, he did not need to steal the game. He made a lot of great saves. And, and I think that's a real encouraging part of it. Because if they won, like you win any games now, goaltending sucks. That's still a worry because you're going, we're going in the playoffs. Hey, way to go. But you know what? Our goaltending sucks, right? Yeah. And uh, he, he he's really come back. And I thought this was a better game than the other night. And again, that's the the, the story from this one. Just a complete effort overall uh, for the Maple Leafs in this game. Again, I, I thought they were really dialed in, uh, played their game, played a physical brand. And I just love this whole narrative we're starting to see. And I honestly think it's so media-driven, especially out of Winnipeg, that this Maple Leafs team is now a dirty, nasty team. But they have been playing with more edge. 
And it's great to see that some of these guys are, are rubbing off on the rest of the roster, like Wayne Simmons, Joe Thornton bringing that element as well. Uh, again, Nick Felino was good in this game. So for the Maple Leafs scored as we walk into Wednesday's game, it's all about carrying the momentum and, again, continuing into the Stanley Cup playoffs. You want to peak at the right time, right? Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to give credit to this guy. When did Pierre-Luc Dubois become an enforcer? Like, like, <laughs> ser- like seriously, like he, he is the bleep disturber all of a sudden. So, yeah. And I'm giving him credit. I'm giving him credit for that. But yeah. you're right about, about a storyline, an edge or whatever. And that's what we love. And then playoff series, they'll develop maybe the existing ones or the new ones or whatever happened. But at the end of the day, all we said, this Toronto Maple Leaf team, it, w- really, what what is their mantra? We find ways to win games. Now, this wasn't one you had to find. Like, this was one you flat out went out and won. Okay, we know how you won. There's been other ones that maybe you you, you were struggling to win, you found a way. And and I love tonight. Like, you know, you know, game, set, match. That's what they did. Well, Gordo, four of the next seven against the Montreal Canadiens and two of those against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So uh, plenty ahead between uh, those three squads ahead. And uh, appreciate your time tonight. And we'll converse Coming up on Wednesday, note the start time for that game. It's 8 Eastern uh, at the Bell Centre in Montreal. Take care. Yep, love it. All right, there's Gord Stelic. Again, I'm Nick Alberga at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. The Maple Leafs win it 4-1 the final here. Back-to-back wins in Winnipeg have now opened up an eight-point gap in the standings for first in the North Division. Many thanks to Sam McKee, and we'll talk on Wednesday night.